Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode which this week I'm calling, or the show will be called Get The Therapists. Because all the boys and girls on the internet and off the internet are in serious need of therapy. Like, I can really see it. I, I just, let me even stop chewing this gum. I can just see that you guys need therapy. I need therapy too. Everyone needs therapy. So it's not a diss. It's actually a luxury. Um... Welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt, and I am your host, Miles. Ugh, how is everyone feeling this week? How are you doing since the last week's episode? Did you guys apply the word of the week from last week? If so, how? Did it help? You know? Did you guys take inventory of your baggage? Did you cut loose some baggage? Hey, did you chop, chop some things, some people, them, some jobs, some entanglements? <laughs> well, if you did, I'm glad uh, And welcome, yeah, let's just get straight into this week's episode Let's start it off with this week's word of the week So this week's word of the week is Stay on track Stay on track I feel like especially being in a pandemic uh, with things slowly getting back to normal and some people moving mad, you know, and tensions being high and not really knowing the certainty certainty of what is going on. Um, it's important to try and focus and stay on track, be it something as small or what some may consider small as just eating correctly, drinking your water, uh, sticking to certain goals that you've you've set in the week, things that you wanted to achieve or get done, things that you wanted to tick off your your checklist, things to do, even if it's just going to the supermarket and making sure you know you've got your fridge stocked up, your digital prep, whether it's opening certain dialogues with friends, sending certain emails, certain proposals, just getting things done, doing your workouts, because it can become really easy, especially if you're furloughed or you're working from home, to just get really distracted. And don't get me wrong, some distractions are good. It's all necessary. You can every day come and kill yourself going 100% all the time because you will burn out. And ultimately, your work or whatever it is you're trying to produce or cultivate, be it something in business or friendships or whatnot, the productivity level and the outcome will not be good quality if you've not taken the time to, to, to rest, you know? Like, if we didn't need rest, God would not have made night for us to sleep. And we need to really see distractions as our sleep because you're not going to be doing all the things that you wanted to do while you're being distracted. You're not. But that in that distraction does come some sort of 
healing, rejuvenating, and just some relaxation, you know? Uh, but make sure you do stay on track because soon that distraction starts to become the main focus. Uh, and I've noticed that, like, especially over the past week, that I may have, you know, slipped slipped a little bit to the left, to the left, Beyonce, Giselle, Nose Carter, and not been as uh, focused to staying on track and doing the things that I wanted to get done. And then I end up doing more distractions to make me feel better for not doing it. But it's like, nah, fam, like, just, just, just fucking do it, you know? No, no Nike. No Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Just stay on track. Um, and lots of things can stop us. Like I said, we can get tired. We can feel like there's no progression. But it's not everyday things come fast. So take a deep breath in and out. And just in the week when you find yourself maybe doing too much distraction, remember to stay stay on track and remember how it feels to stay on track like when you've done something that you said you wanted to do whether you procrastinated for 12 years a slave or not like once you got it done how did that feel like remember that feeling right now like when you like finish certain steps whilst being on track what was the emotions that you felt i know that they're going to be good they're going to be good and they're probably a lot better than the small small nice highs that you got when you were i don't know doing what you was doing to make you feel good and in your distractions whether it's you know a little bit of animal crossing whether it's overindulging in some nice food whether it's overindulging in some nice other nice things you know it it, it feels nice but getting the things that you really want to do the things that serve your higher purpose the thing that serve your your lifelong goals and those kind of things, I really feel like those are what bring us true, true joy. So try and stick back on track. It can be difficult. Allow yourself to get distracted and don't feel too bad about it. But recognize when you've been distracted for too long. Because that is also a thing. So, yeah, keep on track. That is this week's word of the week. And remember, do write in to us, email us or tweet us, whatever you want to do. And let us know how the word of the week affects you and how you applied it. And if there's someone that you think needs to hear that word of the week, we generally post it on our social media, whether it's short clips or like the full thing. Uh, send it to someone that you know, you know needs it, you know? Nice things. All right, let's get on to the next segment that is Melanin Magnificence. This week's Melanin Magnificent... Oh, wow. This week's Melanin Magnificence goes out to Neka Ede, who became the first African woman to own a European football club. Wow. Nigerian sister, Nigerian entrepreneur, uh, made history by becoming the first African woman to own a European football club after buying, I think it was Lusitano Ginacio Clube which is a Portuguese third division side. Uh, now, she secured 100%, not 95 not 80%, but 100% ownership of the 108-year-old club, which last played in the Portuguese top flight division in the 1950s for undisclosed amounts. Whoa. Uh, that was told by her recent acquisition and will help foster a greater relationship between Portugal and Nigeria. Come on. These are nice, these are nice movements. And she's a real, real pretty girl. And she looks lovely. I saw this on the UK Gossip TV. Shout out to them on Instagram. 
um, it's just nice to see, you know, black women, black Nigerian women, West African women out here just buying things and doing bits. Like, I would have never have thought a Nigerian woman buying a a fucking a football club. Why? Because of the society we live in. We expect it to be, you know, white rich males or their counterparts. Um their female counterparts, that is. Like, it's just not something I see. But, like, we get women like this breaking barriers and, again, showing other people, in this case, other other black women, you too can own the things you want to own. Like, it's not just kitchen and, you know, fashion or things like that. Break society's boundaries and estimations and stereotypes. A whole Nigerian woman bought a football club that is over 100 years old. That's incredible. Wow. I hope all of the team look at their boss, the black woman. I, I own you, bitch. <laughs> now, now go play with them bulls. <laughs> no, but really, congratulations. Uh, what a good purchase. Um, <laughs> what a nice, what a nice purchase, you know. Um, so, yeah, big up. Uh, big up you for making history. And out here buying nice things. Neka Ede, do your thing, girl. So before I do get into Miles' measures and get into the shits and the good things and all the goss that's been going on this week, um, I would like to give a quick shout out to two women that I met at a bar this weekend. I was maintaining my social distances, don't get it twisted. But this, uh, these two ladies that were sat a few meters away from us uh, by the name of Yasmin and Kira, they were just minding their own business, enjoying their wine. And I think they had to leave to go somewhere to do nice things. And I was with my friends, you know, we were just chilling, just enjoying, just doing nice things. And they were like, yo, you seem cool. Like, we've got all of this wine and we're leaving somewhere else. Like, just finish it. They were like, don't worry. Like, we've not, we've not been drinking from the bottle because, you know, I wouldn't have had that shit. They were pouring it into their glasses and they had it in like one of the nice little containers. And they said, there you go. It's yours. So I, I said I'd shout them out. So Yasmin and Kira, thank you for being so nice. <laughs> anyway, let's get straight into Miles Measures this week. shit so i don't really know where to start like so much has happened um i'd like to speak briefly let first of all right so tamar braxton i love tamar braxton i've been knowing about her for like at least five six years now um longer than that maybe even like eight years um i was originally introduced to her uh, through Tony Braxton and watching Braxy Family Values. Loved her character. She's just fucking entertaining. Um, she just jokes and then was later put onto her music. And yeah, I've just been a huge, huge fan of hers since. Uh, she's done lots of things, had many albums, all of which bang. She's been on TV doing her family show. She also won Celebrity Big Brother last year, which was absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, recently, unfortunately, it came to be that she was admitted to hospital. Uh, the rumours were it was a, an attempted suicide. Uh, we thank God that, you know, she was able to go to hospital and is now in a stable condition. Many different celebrities did reach out and say, you know, thoughts and prayers are with our friend Tamar and her family. Mental health is a real thing. You know, so, um, Instagram and social media can really have you thinking 
you know, these strong characters are all okay and they're all good and everything's all glamorous and stuff like that. But because for those of you that don't know Tamar Braxton, she is a very loud, outspoken, generally positive uh, and bubbly person, very strong, strong willed, very strong willed. And, you know, I think it was Missy Elliott or someone tweeted, you know, like check on some of your strong friends because is the is the people that you think handle the shit perfectly and are able to navigate, you know, tough times and day to day lives and still be OK with it because you see them on their Instagram stories or on Twitter or doing whatever they're doing. All fine, laughing and kicking. But it's the strong people that often will suffer the most because they feel like they can't be vulnerable like that or whether people might question if they're being valid or sincere about it and unfortunately it has resulted in Tamar Braxton being taken to hospital over an alleged suicide um, attempt I heard the audio that the 911 call that her boyfriend David I can't remember his second name made and, you know, just to hear in his voice how scared he was for his girlfriend's life. They've been together for at least a year now. And they seem to be very serious, very happy. And just to hear that trauma and that real, that scaredness in his voice was it was heartbreaking to listen to. The name is David Adefeso um, or Adefiso. Um, yeah, and he did later in the call go on to say that Tamar Braxton had been mad, like like batshit crazy uh, with her TV network. Uh, she was working with WeTV. They're the people that um, produced Tamar's reality show, The Braxton Family Values. Um, and after a, I think he said after a phone call with them, they were doing, they called to let her know they were doing something that day. I don't know what it was, but they did something and it just made her fuming and there's already been for those of you that are familiar with her on the show there's always been a not a very nice relationship between not just Tamar but the cast in general and the network they did take a couple of weeks off because they were happy they were not happy about something they refused to come to set uh, they've also spoken out about being underpaid in comparison to other families such as the Kardashians and other reality TV shows and it's just you know it's been one thing after the other and so to have this phone call with them I don't know what it was about no one knows the full extent yet had her mixing alcohol with the antidepressants that she was taking and unfortunately uh, on Thursday night from the Ritz Carlton in downtown LA Tamar had left a note before her appointment that she, before her apparent attempt to take her life on the side for her boyfriend um so yeah it's my, my my condolences go out to not just her but the family because they're all of course they're all traumatized and saddened and worried and concerned for their sister or their their daughter whoever she is to the people that are upset that they're, they're heartbroken you know and it's not the best time for things like this to be happening. It's never a good time for it, but like everyone is already stressed. Everyone's already in, in the land of the unknown. So my my thoughts go out to them. Again, I called this this episode at the beginning and I said it was going to be called Get the Therapist. And again, I really, I really, I 
therapy is needed like even if you're okay like there's always something every day that life chucks at us especially um people of color like every day especially in these times it's di- incredible incredibly difficult to just breathe and survive a day without having to go through some kind of trauma and you know that on top of being black or brown it's 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 mad like it's crazy like it makes me think about you know when monique was in the news and in the blogs uh the comedian monique from the carters uh the the parker sorry uh when she you know called out netflix for un- for offering her like a, a, a ridiculous sum of money it wasn't a lot at all it was like 250,000 in comparison to you know her white counterparts like Amy Schumer, who was getting a million. Now, Monique has been out for years, like years and years and years. Queens of comedy. She's been doing the series. She's been doing stand-up. Like, she's well-known. And she declined that. And we didn't applaud, but we called her a diva. We called her an angry black woman. I say we, you guys did, not me. I was here for it. Um, And, you know, had Tamar had responded the same way with the network and said, you know, this isn't fair, whatever it was they were doing, she is more than likely to get that, be painted with that exact, exact same brush. Having said that, one thing I would like everyone to think about is we recently applauded our baby girl, Michaela Cole, for turning down a one million deal with Netflix. I want to know why we didn't have that same energy for, for Monique. It's very interesting, isn't it? I do think there has been a shift with the Black Lives Matter movement where we are trying more to not paint use the the uh stereoty- the stereotypes and the usual racist rhetoric that black people carry in their day-to-day lives and stereotypes i feel like we're trying to avoid that which is needed um but it's also in doing so and actually applauding the things that need to be applauded i feel like in that same breath we now need to go back and correct the things that we were doing before uh in in terms of people like monique who didn't get a round of applause, you know? Tamar Braxton, when she did speak out about things with the network, like, it was always angry, it's not enough, except this, like, no, like, let's clap for them the same way we we clap for Michaela Cole. Again, sorry about the noises. We are not in the studio. We are recording from home. (laughs) So, yeah, my thoughts do go out to Tamar and her boyfriend and everyone else around her. We wish you a speedy recovery. And, you know, with that being said, Reach out to your strong friends, check they're okay. And before we go judging anyone about, oh, they're not, they're angry or they're ungrateful, let's just offer first and foremost kindness. How about that? So, next, uh, speaking of people that might need therapy, I would like to discuss Kanye West. If you didn't see, he had like what looked like a rally. Or something. Obviously, we found out that he was running for president and all of that malarkey. It looked like he was at some rally. I think there was a, there were like people in suits behind him. There was a, a, an American flag behind him. Everyone had their phones up recording him whilst he was speaking. And he went on one of his rants. Now, my guy did look... He didn't look normal. He didn't look normal, but Omar, when does he look normal these days? Ha. Huh. He was erratic. Some of his sentences weren't quite making sense. Which is to be... F- like that's all well and good because sometimes I feel like not even my sentences make sense but I feel like here's sometimes you really have to really squint your eyes and pause it and rewind and go back and what what was it but he started saying some wild wild things before 
taking to Twitter to, to say even more wild things. But in the initial s- speech he was giving in front of his followers or fuck knows who they was, um, he said something along the lines of, um, what's her name? Harriet Tubman was, wasn't was freeing slaves. All she did was like move some of the black slaves to go and just work for some white people. And the reaction from the audience was like one of like, Ooh, and then it grew into like a chatter chatter uh, and then the video that I saw then cut to something else that he was saying I think one thing our guy needs to really do is is get someone of colour someone black ideally a black woman with you know common sense to just run through these things before he goes out onto the cameras in front of microphones just to really go okay my brother what do you plan on saying with your mouth when you go out there and making sure that he sticks to it? Because I do not know that much of the history behind Harriet Tubman. I know that she did help like allegedly, like she was freeing slaves and moving them out and she risked her life. She was a free woman herself. So it wasn't even like she was surrounded by it. She was free, risked her life to come back. I think it was to the South and help free other slaves. Um, and so him saying something like that, especially when I know there's a movie that two movies that have come out uh, for her in the last year or two, I've yet to see them because I heard something wild about the movies as well. But I, I might give it a few. I might give it a watch. But yeah, her. I think it was one of her nieces or one of her great nieces responded to Kanye West saying, you know, like he doesn't even know. He doesn't know her as a woman, as a black woman. The things that he was saying. Are, not true they don't make sense again she reiterated she was free why would she be why would she risk her life to come and get slaves to go and work for someone else like it wasn't making sense and she said he just needs to be more respectful do more research and be thankful because it is because of people like him her um harriet that kanye has the right to speak publicly without being lynched he has the ability to have how much money he has and how much power he holds in today's society because of people like her and this isn't the first time that he's spoken about the about especially american black history you know we had the whole slavery is a choice thing which was like how can you say this and again it is evidence that he as much as he's a a genius he is also local a little bit and I know those two do go hand in hand, but I, I, we see that he needs help. So before where I would come and like cuss him out and stuff, and maybe last year I would have given him the belt for saying some of these things. But what is stopping me from doing that is, like I said, cu- coming at it from a place of more understanding and genuine kindness is that he isn't well. You know, he he later went on to break down and started crying when discussing uh, he was going to originally abort his daughter uh, North, you know, and he broke down. He said, my father wanted me aborted because my father was busy. He was busy. And, you know, Kanye is a busy man. And he, I think he was alluding to saying that I was busy. I, I wasn't ready to be a father. And, now I know the joys of being a father. He went on to say, if if my wife goes on being Kim Kardashian, goes on to divorce me after this meeting, that I am okay because I've experienced the joy of being a father. And I nearly killed my daughter. 
he went on to thank his mum and say, you know, it's because of my mum fighting and saying, no, I'm not going to abort this baby, that there is a Kanye West. <sighs> he did say that recently, after finding out that he's, you know, running for president and all of this, which has actually been, it's been, it's official now, he, he actually is running for president. Uh, that one of the things that he firmly believes in is that abortion is is wrong and that women shouldn't be given the opportunity to even decide that, which I think is wild. I think it should be an option. If someone wants to do it, you know, you've got to think of the women that maybe have been raped or um, have fallen pregnant whilst taking the pill or taking contraception because they know they're not in any kind of financial mental position etc to to mother a child and so i feel like it is the right of a woman to do what she wants with the body you can't come and tell a woman she can't do something like that's fucked up like no absolutely not um it does come however from his realization of you know what i wanted to ab abort that baby but i've realized look how much joy it's got you also have lots and lots and lots and lots of money kanye west like you have lots of money so you having a child but being busy isn't the same as someone who doesn't make the minimum a month to support a family of three, two, or whatever, even the the minimum amount to make for themselves to get them through. So I feel like he needs therapy. He needs help. It's been described that he's going through a mental crisis right now, which is evident. Like I said, he then later went to Twitter to say things like, you know that movie Get Out? It was, it's it's about me which is basically alluding to him being trapped in the in his white girlfriend's family and them controlling him, making him do wild things, do go to the sunken place, which I think we are all in agreement. That's exactly where Kanye resides right now. Um, and, you know, I just think he needs, he needs some help, man. He needs some help. So that's all I have to say on the Kanye West matter. Do I take things that he says... Seriously, no, but I, I, I hear what he does say. A lot of it I do not agree with. But one thing I know for certain is that he needs help. So, yeah, let's all, if, matter of fact, let's all just quickly, no matter where you are, let's all just bow our heads real quick. Jesus, Father God, we pray that you put your hands over our, 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 our brother Kanye, who is in the sunken place. He's battling demons. He's fighting lots of many different people and he's living with the Kardashians. So we pray, we pray, mighty Father God, that you put your hand over him, remove him from these negative positions, these awkward compromising situations. We pray that you stop the nonsense from flying out of his, out of his mouth, especially when he's in front of cameras. We pray that you help him see the light. We pray that you help him come out of this mental battlefield that he's in right now. We pray that you take his iPhone away from him and let him not log into Twitter when he's feeling these wayward ways. And that you just guide him into the light. In your name we pray that he just, he just becomes at peace. At peace with himself and the world. Because my guy is going through it. Father God, please can you come and sort our brother Kanye out. Amen, Jesus. Day. Okay. Next on Miles Measures. A bit more positive news. Nicki Minaj is pregnant. Wow. Now the pictures look amazing. I don't know where you guys were. I was walking through Shoreditch when 
it came up on my Instagram, not through her. I don't even think I follow her because she's a bit much for me sometimes. Love the music, but just sometimes... Like, I even still found out you pregnant, even without following you. Like, I saw it on my friend's Instagram story, which is a picture of her with the with the belly bump, looking gorgeous in the expensive things that she was wearing. And, you know, I didn't really feel neither here, here nor there. Um, I felt happy for her. I was just like, oh, yeah, she's got a baby. Cute. Now she might start focusing less on Cardi B and other, other nonsense and fighting with her ex in public and talking wild on Instagram and Twitter. And she'll just focus on, you know, getting her nutrients in, caring for the baby. I wonder how this will affect her music and her, like, just navigating the music the music industry. It'll be interesting. She looked quite far gone. She did look quite far gone. So, I wish her all the best also. I know all the Bobs are very, very happy to have another member of their family. Um, I wonder what she's going to call it. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. I think she'll keep that secret. But you know, congratulations, congratulations, Tam- um, congratulations, Nicki Minaj. Um, wow, a lot of them are uh, uh, Americans today that I'm talking about. Ah, well, okay. So Maya Gemma was Maya Gemma, baby girl from Bristol, but but, uh, was seen flying out to somewhere. She was on a nice little jet going somewhere out of the UK. We don't know where, but today it was. I saw on social media that Drake, the rapper, shouted her out in one of her songs. Something like "Give it sweet," something Maya Jama. I don't know. It was it was playful. That's all I know. It was very playful. So now rumors have it that you know she was flying out to go and see to go and see him potentially. I don't think that is the case. If I'm being if I'm being honest with you, I really don't think that's the case. However, you know J- J- Drake is taking his shots like. We all know Maya Jama's a beautiful, beautiful girl. Like she's she's wonderful to look at, and she's also a, a a good girl, like a good person. So, you know, Stormzy lost that on that one, and she recently had an interview saying she feels freed and found excitement and again in her life. So maybe she's going. She might go and have a one dance with with our guy Drake. Who knows? We know she likes a rapper. But we also know she likes them a bit dark skinned, but maybe she don't maybe she wouldn't mind a little light skinned something. We'll see how that plays out. Moving on. Brandy, the vocal bible, a vocal bible, alongside Beyonce Gisonas, Carter, and other greats, such as Whitney Houston, etc. I, I won't go on because I'll be here for hours. But she is definitely got a chapter in the Bible of Throat. Um, Brandy, yeah, she's set to release another album. I think this will be her first album or body that of work that she has given us in nearly eight years. Uh, she gave, she leaked the well, not leaked, but she's announced the track list for the album, and you know, it looks really, it looks exciting. Unfortunately. The the leading track is Baby Mama. Did any of you guys hear that Baby Mama song? I urge you to not listen to it. Um, I love my girl Brandy. I think that she's like Fuego. You know, I've got some bops. But that I don't know what place she was in 
when she decided to create that song. I get the vibe behind it, you know, baby mamas, all the single ones, you know, the women's out here for the children's working, hustling, paying the bills, doing it. Like, I get it. But the, the idea I'm here for, but the song, however, deserves its own special place in the bottom of the bin. Contact the show. Contact Get The Bell if I'm wrong. If you guys liked Baby Mama, Baby Mama, or however that song went, let me know. I want to know if you if you liked it. And if you, if you did, good on you. Like, you know, art is down to interpretation. However, that shit just wasn't for me. It featured Chance the Rapper. It only peaked at number seven on the Billboard um, R&B chart. And yeah. So anyway, we go on to um, the, I think the album is going to be called B7. Uh, and there are 15 tracks on here the first one saving all my love i'm guessing it's gonna be like an original song but with samples from whitney houston saving all my love because i know that them two had their own little special connection that she never refuses to remind us about uh then we've got number two unconditional oceans three rather be all my life part one cute five we've got lucid dreams Borderline, No Tomorrow, um, Say Something, All My Life Part 2, uh, I Am More, High Heels, Brandy and Siray, don't know who that is, <laughs> Baby Mama with Chance the Rapper, All My Life, um, and then Love Again with Brandy and Daniel Caesar, and then number 15, the last song, Bye Bipolar, I don't know. I feel like that one could have been a feature with Kanye West. That would have been an interesting song. But, you know, I'm excited to hear this. Love Brandy's voice. Uh, so I'm excited to see what she's doing with that. Keeping it in the music realm. The UK's first ever official Afrobeats chart is to launch this weekend. Like, how do we not have that already? How in the in, in, in God's green and blue earth... Do we not have that already? So the UK is going to launch uh, its first ever official chart for Afrobeats music on BBC Radio 1 Extra. So shout out to everyone there that has helped this to come into fruition. Now it's going to be a two hour inaugural show and it will kick off this Sunday from 1pm with the top tracks being revealed every Sunday also at 2pm on a Spotify playlist. This seems dope. Like, finally, Afrobeats getting the recognitions it needs. Many different um, artists have taken to social media to, you know, give its praise and say this is something that we've needed. You know, it's really good to see um, Afrobeats being enjoyed on more than just a cultural level and now seeing it in commercial spaces, which I completely agree with. Uh, one thing that music, especially African um, Afrobeat music does, alongside, you know, bashment and reggae and stuff like that, it does give you inspiration and confidence in your identity and, you know, and in your culture and where you come from. And I feel like in integrating that into a mainstream space is exactly needed right now and it's it's where it's been going it's where it's been going you know so many people have been taken from afrobeats now for a minute you know drake being one of them beyonce another like and so it's good that we've now got a cemented place and a home an official chart as well here in the uk so that's exciting like i'm gonna learn more me more me wow can i speak i'm gonna learn about 
more music. Hopefully everyone else will. So if you can get onto that, definitely give them a follow. Check out the podcast and look at us. We're all going to be getting nice things once a week. Amen. When you do it. Finally, we have um, the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez drama. So it started off like earlier on this week where we found out that Megan Thee Stallion was shot. We didn't know by who. We didn't know where or how. And then more documents have come up uh, from news newspapers and blogs and that. And they're saying that Tory Lanez was defending her. And now the the people are saying, the boys and the girls are saying that they actually got into a an argument, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. They were uh, seen previously chilling with Kylie Jenner. I didn't even know they got down like that, but whatever. Uh, Kylie Jenner by the pool, all three of them and a couple other people doing nice things, enjoying drinking, all the above. And then I think they got into an altercation about God knows what, which resulted in Megan leaving the premises and Tory Lanez leaving, but he shot at her through his SUV, shattering, I think, glass and shot her in her foot, to which she was taken to hospital. He was arrested. He is going to be in court on the 31st of October. And she, I think she's pressed, yeah, she's pressing charges. And yeah, she had to go and get bullets taken out of her feet. So I don't know how the the, the, the knees, like, and this isn't a joke, but I don't know how it's going to be, like the, the stallion knees in the twerkings. Like, I don't know if it's going to be on form just yet so hopefully she takes the rest of lockdown to fully recover from this i think it's disgusting that he shot her i think it's fucking wild this is what i mean that i don't feel like guns should be allowed period like guns were created to to harm just remove them man just remove them imagine you're doing a party with your friends and then you drink or whatever and they have argument and you're shooting and you could take a you, you, he could have taken her life let alone her twerk abilities, okay? We thank God it's only the twerk abilities for now that have come, but they will soon resume in the name of God, Shambhadalah, okay? But, um, yeah, I hope she's okay. She took to Twitter and Instagram to say, you know, um, I feel like everyone's making a joke out of it. This is my real life. And it's no joke. It's no joke. I say, like, I hope her twerking skills come back, and that's, that's genuine. She makes money off of that shit, okay? But, like, the fact that he took a gun to her and shot over, we don't even know what, is just fucking mad. Can you imagine getting into an argument with your friends and then them pulling out a gun? Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, he'll be in court in October. He was released on bail, paying thir- uh, 35000 and now is a waiting game. We'll see what's going to happen. Oh, there go the sirens. Which is just in time to take us to the next segment uh, where I'm going to answer a couple of... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Questions. Question. Now, I've not done all the questions that we've been receiving over the past couple of weeks. And I want to say thank you again so much to everyone hitting us up at contact at getthebeltpod.com to send us in your questions. Uh, so I'm going to go back in the inbox to one that I received uh, about two weeks ago. Excellent. So this letter comes from Jamal. It says, what are your thoughts? Oh, sorry. It says, what are your thoughts on colorism in Hollywood with regards to the rise in diversity? As an actor, I've noticed that many of the male roles I've lost out on were given to darker skinned black boys. I was even told by a casting director that I wasn't black enough. Same with my roommate, who is also light skinned, being told you are too good looking for this role. What? Pull up. Pull up. I've had that said to me. And it, that whole thing is even then. It's it's probably... Anyway, let me... We'll dissect it afterwards. You're too good looking for this role or you are not black enough. <sighs> I can't. You're really not black. You have softer features. What? It's almost like they want the black man to always be rough in the face. <laughs> there are various shades of white, blonde, brunette, dirty blonde, red-haired, but it seems that when it comes to being black, they don't want all the colours of the spectrum. Have you experienced this? I know London, to me, is always way more inclusive compared to Hollywood. Not to say it is without fault, but just in comparison to us over here. It's like they want to go as black as possible to say they were diverse. With women, I think it, it boils down to how much sex appeal you bring. So they use that as much as so they use that as crutch. Wow. So they use that as a crutch more often than not, sadly, as opposed to your blackness, Jamal. Wow, I think you really touched on some good points there, especially going back to when you said you are too good looking for this role or that you're not black enough, because that is something that me as a light skinned actor, I've I've experienced that myself. Um, you know, in one of the jobs I said in that I've had as an actor, I was told, you know, you are a bit too good looking to have this. Uh, and again, it was for a quote unquote black role. 
And again, I feel like that literally does boil down to racism. Again, unfortunately, you know, you're not black enough. You're too good looking. Again, that it, that's colorism at its finest. You know, it's because of our proximity to whiteness. All of a sudden now we're less black, but more good looking. Are you sh- Do you know what I mean? Like, are you, are you mad? Like, no, I'm I'm just, okay, I'm not just as black, like, on the, the shade, on the hue. But I'm, I'm we, we are still black. We're still black men and women and non-binaries, no matter how light we are or how dark we are. And unless the role specifically said this person needs to be a dark-skinned person, then no matter how dark or light you are, you should be entitled to that. Uh, and, you know, you said that it, it, it's almost like they want it always to be uh, rough. You you need to be rough in the face, you said. And I think, again, that it comes down to them wanting to portray a narrative of the black man or the black body being nowhere near as desirable as 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 a white as the as the white counterparts. Um, so, yeah, it is just as wild over here in the UK. Trust me, um, where these kind of colorism comes into play in casting, both in film, TV, theater. Uh, And it's something that, you know, many people are trying to break down. Uh, But yeah, my experience with it, what can I say? I've had it. Um, I've, I've been told before that I'm not dark enough for, for certain roles and it doesn't say it needs to be a dark skinned person. Like I said previously, I've been told that I'm too good looking for this. And it's just like, as much as you think you're trying to compliment me, it's actually a slap in the face and I want to, I want to strangle you. Like, but obviously you, I, I've not been able to say that in the past because, you know, I, I, I don't want to fully get blacklisted. Neither do I want to get arrested for you know, assault. But um, no, we definitely do have that over here. I think it's bad. Like I said before, it's bo- it boils down to racism. And it just goes to show that a lot of the people that do say this are generally white people. I've never been told this by a person of colour. Um, I very rarely uh, see people of colour or black people or whatever on the panels when going into an audition room. So the goal of these people to actually say to me, you know, you're not black enough. It, it, from from where are you having? From where are you getting that opinion? Where in your whiteness? Where in your in your in your lacked? Where in your lack of seasoning? Did you pull that from? I want to know because that comment is not seasoned. Is it doesn't have any education behind it, and it's literally just soaked in a racist rhetoric. To be honest, so. Um, Quite frankly, it's just as bad over here as it is in Hollywood, I'm afraid. Um, and then what you went on to say about women. With women, I think it boils down to how much sex appeal you are, you're bringing. So they use that as a crotch more often than not, sadly, as opposed to your blackness. Yeah, I see that. I can see that. Uh, I feel like we are, however, making a shift. The more the more power we get as black people in the creative industry, you know, with the likes of Kimberly Nicole writing uh, her own pieces, acting in it and helping with the casting, et cetera, we are able to see, especially black women on screen or on, on, on stage without it necessarily being 
sex, sex, sex all the time. Despite again, even but then again, look at even in uh, Michaela Cole's most recent thing, a lot of it does boil down to sex. You know, she's sexually active and stuff like that. But I don't think it's focused on her being sexy because I don't think her character comes across as, you know. The, the the first thing you see is, oh, she's sexy, she's sexy, down to the camera, the way the camera zooms in on her and things like that. So I feel like with women, they're being afforded a bit more lenience. Uh, however, I do think you're correct when when it comes to being a black man. Uh, you either blackity black black or, or you're playing someone light-skinned. We don't really have that that visibility to be portrayed like you know you can just be black and light-skinned or black and brown at the same time it's not everyday dark-skinned like there's more stories to be told um with that yeah and i get that um, it, i keep on going back to the you are too good looking for this role that is just so mad like so mad and it kind of it, it annoys me as well because you know often people say oh the light skins get it all the time they get this they get that and it's easier it's actually not it's it's not the struggle is just as hard it's just a different struggle um which i feel like a lot of the time people refuse to see it um and it is unfortunate that th that not only does it create a difficulty for light-skinned actors but it does then create a barrier and almost like a fight now between uh, different hues in the black community uh, with people saying, oh, the light skinned people get it easier. They get more roles. They get this and that. No, we get turned down just as much. If anything, us as light skinned black people, the roles that we would go for will be the same as you being darker skinned people. However, the darker skinned people are way more likely to get a tip uh, like a quote-unquote black role because oh you're you're really black so that is you when really and truly a, a mixed race person or a light-skinned person could play that role just like exactly the same but they refuse to see it and they refuse to see that um being the casting directors and stuff like that from a viewpoint of racism where all oh, no they're not they're not they're too good looking or they've got a bit of white in them so they 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 can't have that black experience but yet on the flip side outside of the casting room outside of the theater i am just another black person to you but now when it comes down to portraying roles oh no you're too this or you're too that it's mad it is mad um i'm hoping that the more uh black people and people of color that we've got on the boards in the casting room they can help with that i think that it is going in that way but it is still very much so um you know you're you're not black enough it's difficult you know because we I, I i will never play a white man i couldn't play a white man but in the same in the same go i will struggle to bag black roles for being mixed raced and you know i don't really feel like there are many mixed raced roles out there that i could say name a mixed race character like i could think i could think of a mixed race character but i, I wouldn't necessarily be able to go right name a big role or someone that needed to be cast in this tv production or in that theater production that is mixed race i'm really trying to think now it's pretty much black or white and then you know you'll see a, a, a light-skinned person somewhere wow but let me know you guys what you guys think on that or if you've had any experiences it of uh, of that 
Um, yeah, just let, let me know your thoughts. I feel like I'm really rambling today. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the heat or what, but yeah, I definitely feel like my tongue is just doing wahala today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Question? So it's now time for Get the Belt. So my belt this week goes out to so swiftly, and I need this belt to connect so dramatically to Mark and Patricia McCloskey or McCloskey or whatever the fuck their names are. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, Google them and you'll see this pale couple uh, standing looking like a, a whitewashed, overweight, really sad, sad depiction of Bonnie and Clyde. Like, just looking real in need of many different things not just a belt buckle around their necks. So this couple um, were stood in front of their house in St. Louis uh, in America whilst there was a peaceful, non-violent protest happening. They both saw, you know, not just black people, but white people as well doing these protests and decided that it would be okay to come out with a rifle, yeah, and a pistol, both of them, waving them at the uh, protesters. Now, this is an unlawful use of weapon. And that's what they were charged for. They were charged with the unlawful use of a weapon. And it is a felony. And it can carry a sentence of up to four years in prison. And I hope that you get every single one of those four years. Now, why in God's earth they thought it'd be okay to stand outside of that? And they look, in the picture that I can see of them now, they look. they don't look scared. They don't look intimidated. But of course, you know, white fragility. When they move mad, the first thing they say was, oh, I was intimidated. Oh, I felt I felt threatened. Bitch, the way they are both stood looking real smug and confident with these guns. Fucking madness. Fucking madness. Now, we are lucky that they didn't get too didn't get too brave and too evil and just pull the trigger. Because they could have very much easy. All it would have taken is the one of their finger and that now there's bodies. And then the police are more than likely to then fuck up. Not just not just them who would need the fucking up. But I guarantee you countless of the other black bodies in that peaceful protest would have got it. Because of their stupidity and their hatred. Absolute dickheads. Instead of coming outside. For what reason? Why did you need to come outside? That's what I want to know. Why did you even feel the need to come out of your house? If you really don't want to see no kind of protest and you don't want to see equality for black people, why even go out and have a look at it? You could have stayed in and just put on the TV and watched some dusty programs. Or even looking at his wife's hair, she could have, he could have helped her, helped her sort out her hair because something is really not right there. Or you could have both just opened up ASOS and decided to get a new wardrobe instead of looking tired, you know? But instead you thought, no. No, let's go and stand outside in front of this peaceful demonstration, take out our guns, our, our big boy guns, and, and, and let's be intimidated outside. Because we're really scared of all of these black and brown people like wanting to, you know, have equal rights to us. We're so terrified at that and so intimidated. Let's go and stand right next to them outside, not behind our door and lock it. Let's go and stand outside and take guns. The guns that they were pointing towards them and pointing, pointing towards the protesters and waving them around. Wow. Wow. 
How about waving some seasoning over your food before you go outside waving your fucking rifles and saying about how you feel threatened? Girl, you don't look no kind of threatened at all in none of these pictures. You put yourself there. You did not have to stand outside while a protest was going on. You chose to go outside and let your presence be known. Let your hatred be f f felt by the protesters and let them know you try us and we will kill you. That's what that's what you wanted to do. That's literally all I can think of. What kind of fuckery? Stay inside. This is, again, another reason why I don't get why the fuck you've got guns. Because you've got fucking... What's their fucking names? Flipping... Mark and Patricia moving mad. Coming outside. I, gu I guarantee you, if they did not have those guns or access to those guns, no matter how racist the blood that they've got ha running through their veins is, they wouldn't have left their house. They wouldn't have left their house. And if they would have and they really needed a weapon, they might have taken a knife. Just just as bad. But I'm telling you, it's a lot harder to kill someone with a, with a knife. You have to, number one, be up close to them. A gun, they could have easily just, but, 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 lives gone. Kids, mothers, children, men, everything. Um. Uh, so Gardener, um, uh, let me go back. I'm reading this now from the internet. Uh, so yeah, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the Central West End couple who confronted protesters on June the 28th with a rifle and a gun in Mayor Lida Cruson's neighborhood, have been charged with unlawful use of weapon flourishing. The unlawful use of weapon charge is a felony and can carry a sentence of up to four years in prison, and it can also result in a fine and no years in prison. I, I want them to get fined and go to prison. How about that? Gardiner, in a statement, said that it is illegal to wave weapons in a threatening manner at those participating in nonviolent protests. And while we are fortunate this situation did not escalate into deadly forces, this type of conduct is unacceptable in St. Louis. The decision to issue charges was made after a thorough investigation with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, Gardiner said. I am open to recommending the McCloskeys participate in one of my office's diversion programs that are designed to reduce unnecessary involvement with the courts. I believe this would serve as fair resolution to this matter. Now, I personally think, no, I think let them go to the courts. You know, we've got so many different black men that go through the courts and end up in prison for like not for 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 having a small bag of weed. And then they spend years and years of imprisonment. And you think, especially in this time, in this climate, that to have these two white people that are clearly full of hate, full of racism, stand outside of their house in front of a legal, a legal, non-violent protest. And you think it's OK to now have them doing illegal activities waving these weapons in a threat th in a threatening manner and go oh let's let's not have them go to the courts let's not and this wasn't even a um a white judge this was a black one of their first um black um not judges but members of the political party that is obviously going to be dealing with this situation not political party jokes part of the legal uh state there um and I'm just also sick and tired of us continuously being lenient to, to white people fucking up. Like, why so lenient? Why? We need to be making examples now of these people. Because otherwise, the more that we allow this kind of behavior to happen, the more white people that read this will go, oh, well, if all they got is a little, you know, a, little, a week of community service and a small fine, let me go outside and go with my guns as well. 
No, we need to be making examples of people like this that are creating the narrative that we see in social media and in um, news reports that, you know, these Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter protests, uh, riots and they're this and they're that. Where were the guns that the protesters were holding? They, they, they didn't have any. But yet had this have escalated, you already know it wouldn't have been them on the news. It would have been pictures of the riots, you know, pictures of the marches once the chaos had broke out and the, the media would have run with it like that. We see it all the fucking time. We've seen it here in the UK where police were planting, um, planting bricks and in the States planting things in order for there to be chaos. Now, these these two these two um, idiots, these two dry, thin lips idiots need to, to be sentenced to the, to the max, I believe personally. I believe the McCloskeys, the McClarchskeys, in my in my in my in my point of view, the fact that they left their house to go and stand outside and intimidate and intimidate protesters completely voids their reasoning when they were questioned why they were there. They said they felt intimidated, they felt threatened from inside of your house. Are you okay, sis? From inside of your house. So you were going, the danger that you thought was outside some for some reason, you thought to make yourself feel less threatened, you would now go outside to where the alleged danger was and I stand with a gun. Stupid bitch and a husband, stupid nonsense as well. Both of them deserve to get the belt this week. And yeah, that's that. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Keep your questions coming in. And yeah, remember, if you want to nominate someone for Melanin Magnificence, please do so. If you want to give the belt to someone or something, uh, email the show um, at contact at gettheBeltPod.com. Continue to listen. Can you continue to share? We love to hear your thoughts. If anything that I was speaking about during this episode has made you want to share some of your ideas or your own experiences, please email the show also. I'm trying to think if I've got any news that I need to give you. I don't think so. I think that's it, guys. It's getting quicker and quicker. The other day, um, I went into work and like one of my colleagues was just like, oh, why was it only an hour? Why was it only an hour? I don't even know. Like, it's, get, it's, it's, it's just moving quick these days. I don't know. I feel like the the sooner we come out of like this pandemic, the more people will be moving mad. And before you know, it'll be two hour episodes again. And for those of you that like that, will be for those of you that don't. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you very much again for the love, for the support. I love to see it. You know, when you share us on Instagram and Twitter, like it means so much. It means so fucking much. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you next week. You've been listening to Get the Belt. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.